Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, Good Friday, April 2nd, 2021. Hopefully it finds you guys staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking with my good friend and fitness freak, Alexia Clark. But before we get into the episode today, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know the drill. It's the one thing I take every single day. And if you guys are like me and you struggle to eat as many greens as possible, this would be the thing I would pick up. So if you're tired of taking 14 different pills, Hop on this as soon as you possibly can. The site is athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott. And right now, if you guys pick it up, we'll give you a year supply of free vitamin D, which is pretty badass. So if you guys order it, you get a full year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs just for checking it out. And again, it is literally every vitamin, mineral, and supplement that you would probably need in the day. So even if you didn't eat amazing, this could help you guys cover the gaps in nutrition. I'll always say real food is the key, but if you guys struggle with it, throwing this in will help you kind of cover your bases. So something that supports your energy, your immune system, gut function, digestion, and all the good things you need in your life. And if you're really on the fence, you're like, well, Jeremy, I've heard you talk about it 8 million times, but I'm not sure if I want to pick it up. Shoot us a message, fill out the contact form on the site, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you guys hit us up. I'll have Monica actually send a free pack right to your front door. I don't care what state or country you live in. We will get it to you. It's my gift to you guys. And then you can get hooked up with all of the free stuff. So again, the site, athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott to get everything we are offering. So with that said, we are here today with my friend Alexia Clark, the what is it? The queen of workouts? Is that queen right? Queen of workouts. That is it. She has been on the podcast multiple times. You guys have probably seen her on Men's Health, uh, her work with Reebok, Shape, all the stuff that we've done as well. She has like 2 million people on Instagram, which is a lot of people. And I will say she probably puts up more content there than anybody I know, and it's all good stuff. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. You got it, dude. So <laughs> it's been a while. Yes, it has. Um, it's been a strange year, obviously, <laughs> for uh, for all of us. So how was um, 2020 for you overall? Um, it was good. I mean, Well, I mean, as good as it could be, considering the pandemic and everything. But honestly, like I just... I felt bad with the whole pandemic with for all the small businesses, for all the kids who couldn't go back to school, everyone in nursing homes, people in hospitals that couldn't have any visitors. And I'm sure it's going to affect people for a while that we don't even know like how it will affect them. And uh, for you, just the same old routine. You just basically just show up to work every day and just film stuff and, <laughs> and just hang out by yourself, really, right? I mean, I shot a lot of stuff at home. Um, I you know, really focused a lot of my content on, um, home workouts, different things that people could use at home that maybe wasn't dumbbells or resistance bands, gym equipment, because obviously all of that sold out really fast. Um, so yeah, I mean, I filmed content just like I normally would, but I just kind of altered it so that anybody could work out wherever they were. Yeah. It was crazy for a minute where you couldn't get fitness equipment. People are stuck at home. So you're having them use, Pots and pans, mm -hmm. water jugs, anything you can be creative with. Yeah, exactly. Buckets. Yeah. Did you find <laughs> a lot of your people use some of those things? Yeah, absolutely. I got a lot of um, testimonial emails and photos of people just being so thankful because they'd never had the uh, thought to use those sorts of things. And they actually 
Like, I mean, if you, if you actually try some of the different workouts with them, they will burn. I mean, weight is weight, no matter what it comes in. <laughs> well, as we say, like whether it's a barbell, dumbbell, bands, like exactly. a, a small kid, it all weighs <laughs> what it weighs. A puppy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Good but, reason to get a puppy. Oh, dogs are, you have what, you have two dogs now? I've, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, all right. So we'll just get right to it. Yeah. Uh, you had a pretty significant injury to start 2021 yes let's go through let's do the whole story give me the long version so it'll be the people who are listening if obviously if they follow you they've they've seen some of it but give us the breakdown yeah so um is an injury slash freak weird thing that happened um it was right after the new year so january 2nd actually um i was having dinner had dinner i was fine then i started getting a little bit of a stomach ache and it started getting a little bit worse and I threw up and I thought, oh man, I have food poisoning. And I was actually really disappointed I had food poisoning because, uh, or that I thought it was food poisoning. So I, uh, I was eating at Takaya and I love that place. Um, oh yeah. But, that's right by, um, like ocean 44. Yeah. There's one there and then there's one at Kierland. Is it really? Yeah. It's, that's, have you had it? No, but oh, Heather so has. It's like the, is it fast or is it like a real it's sit down like, restaurant? You can do both. It's like sauce where you go up and order and they can bring it to you. Yeah, I've, I've took it there before. Yeah, it's like it's like a pseudo fast food. But like, a, like a super fancy Chipotle. Yeah. 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 But it's uh, they, it's like a healthier version. Yes. Yeah, it's good. So you were there. Uh, I wasn't there. I was at home. I got takeout. Picked it up. Thought Picked you had food poisoning. Yeah, I thought I had food poisoning. Threw up. My stomach really hurt. I had never had food poisoning before, and I thought, wow, food poisoning is actually really, really horrible. It, it, um, it, is, it is terrible, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I was just laying on the couch in so much pain, threw up a few more times, and this all started probably around like 9 p.m., and um, I was just laying down, and then after a few hours, I tried to get up and go to my bed and lay down there for a second. And then I thought, man, I have to get up. I'm going to throw up again. Something is wrong. So I went into my bathroom to throw up and I was just in so much pain. And I had one of my friends was with me. And, um, and so they were like, we got like, we need to take you to hospital. Something is seriously wrong. And by this point I couldn't get off the ground. So my friend like lifted me up off the ground. We're trying to put my shoes on. Couldn't lift my feet off the ground. We were driving to the hospital. This now was probably around 3 a.m. And you're like just so weak. I was so weak. I didn't know what was going on. It felt like an eternity getting to the hospital, which in reality was maybe like 10 minutes away from my house. And while we were driving there, there were a few times where I was, you know, getting close to passing out. I literally this is no exaggeration. I thought I was going to die. And I've, <laughs> I've had some, a few close calls in the past. Yes. Um, but I really thought I was going to die. And I, when I got to the hospital, I was drenched in sweat. I couldn't stand up and they took me back, started like hooking me up to pain meds, IVs, all that stuff. Took me in for a CT. And then when they came back, they said, your intestines twisted. And I did not, I had no idea what that meant. I'd never heard of it before. So, um, they rushed me into surgery. I have a huge scar down my stomach now. Um, but what they did is, well, I mean, obviously my intestines twisted and when that happens, you just basically get a blockage and you start getting like super bloated and there's actually a 40% chance that you'll die when you have this, if you don't get help in, in enough time. So what I've always told people is never 
underestimate a stomach ache. Like if you have a really bad stomach ache, you should probably go to the doctor or go to the hospital because... And how many times did you puke before you even went was, to... Yeah, it was like four or five times. Okay. that's obs- And at the end, it's probably just like bile or something. Yeah, it was horrible. So uh, they, yeah, they cut out 17 inches of my intestines and uh, yeah... That's what happened. That's crazy. Because, like, it sounds like that never happens. No, but, I mean, I got so many messages from people saying that it happened to them or it happened to um, their their kid or their mom or whoever. I mean, I got a ton of messages, and I didn't realize it, but, um, I mean, it does happen a lot. And what the doctors told me is that there's – they have no idea why this happens to people, that it can happen to anyone at any time. It doesn't really matter who you are, what you do, or anything like that. It's crazy because, like, I just think of all the, like, obviously it's a shitty thing. I would never, knock on wood, that never happens to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're doing, you know, you're in an adventure hike, like you're in the middle of the Grand Canyon, or you're, like, on an airplane and you're three hours from your destination, like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're just, like, you just, you know, bite down and pray you make it there, basically? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Because otherwise what will happen is it'll get to a point to where your intestines will just burst. No shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you showed me a photo. If we could, sh- I mean, I wish we could show it on audio because this thing looks like an alien is coming out of your body. Yeah. Like it's so big and so inflamed. It's crazy to think like we have all that packed yeah. all up in there at one time. Yeah. And that my stomach, because my stomach was so bloated right before I went into surgery. I mean, I was pretty drugged up with pain meds, but I remember looking down when they told me that I had to have surgery and my stomach was just so distended. So it's just crazy to think that your skin can even stretch out that far it'd be like it's like being pregnant yeah. without, without being pregnant basically <laughs> yeah. except it's your intestines that's what is, my scar is basically too it's like i had a c-section <laughs> it is crazy too like well so when you're in there mm-hmm. do they tell you like hey here's what's happening we're gonna cut you open and do they give you a breakdown or are you so drugged up you don't really know they told me that they weren't gonna i, I mean i had to sign all these papers basically sure. like okay yeah i'll go into surgery because I mean, this happened January. So it was January 2nd I went to the hospital. I had surgery on January 3rd. Nobody could come in, into the hospital. So after I had my CT, thank goodness I had my phone with me because I called my parents and drugged up. I was I told them, I was like, I'm in the hospital. I don't know what happened. I just threw my phone to the nurse. And so she explained it to them. My parents came down there and they wouldn't let them in the hospital. So oh, because of the COVID stuff. Yeah, cause of all, because of COVID. So I... Um, basically had to sign these papers not really <laughs> knowing what i was signing that's crazy dude. yeah but i'm sure your mom and dad are like yeah this is the yeah i mean they the my doctor my surgeon and the nurses communicated with them throughout the whole thing so they knew everything that was going on so they do the surgery how long does it take do you know i think i was in surgery i asked my mom the other day i think i was in there close to two hours okay yeah and then obviously you're in drugs they wake you up and they're mm-hmm. like you're good to go or what do they tell you no so um i remember getting getting into my hospital room and i mean it's really hard to remember exactly what they told me but they told me what happened and i had surgery um they just asked me how my pain level was and honestly the first day i didn't because i went into surgery let's see at like 10 o'clock in the morning so that was monday all my days were thrown off because i went in at like three in the morning so I had no idea what day it was so the first that whole Monday I just stayed in bed and what hurt the most was my back yeah from the hospital bed because I was in one like just laying flat the whole time and I was a little bit afraid to turn onto my side because I just had 
my whole abdomen cut open. Yeah. So I was a little bit afraid to like adjust my body. And then, um, the nurses kind of helped me move to my side so I could get my back rest. But the hardest thing the next day, the thing that hurt the most was only getting up and down out of bed, like just sitting straight up because that takes a lot of core. You don't think about it. Oh, well, the flexion extension. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of had to like learn how to kind of pivot to my side and then use my arm to push me up. But yeah, I mean, they just told me, take it easy and then listen to your body. They gave me pain meds. One thing I didn't realize, especially going into the hospital, is that pain meds don't take pain away. They only <laughs> manage them. They like but... ma- mask it. Yeah, for a but bit. it didn't mask it. <laughs> it. They try to dull it for a little bit. But yeah. if, if you're really fucked, like, yeah, there's I mean, nothing it, you can do. It was honestly the worst pain I've ever, ever had in my entire so life. So could you get up on your own right away? Um, so or Like, how do you go to the bathroom, if we're being graphic here? Well, I mean... Right there. I have no. You can't. You you don't go to the bathroom for like three days. Well, I mean, you can. You, they have like a what is it called? Like a pee tube in? What's that called? Catheter. Catheter. I had a catheter in for the first. Basically, you turn into like a hundred year old person. Yeah. In like a day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I had a catheter in, and Jesus. Um, I think they took my catheter out the second day, and it was weird when they took it out because they what they do. So I think what they used to do is they just pull it out of you but they want your body to remember how to urinate so what they do is i don't know if this is too graphic but they pump water into your bladder through the catheter until you feel like you have to pee really bad and then when you feel like you have to pee they pull it out while you pee what? yeah you for dudes too i don't know god it would be so bad that's one of my worst nightmares. Like, that didn't hurt. Like, honestly, pain is, is like nothing now after that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, You're good to go. <laughs> I'm like, eh, whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so they took that out the second day and, um, I started walking, um, on day, on day two, on day two. Cause okay. they told me that, you know, if I can get up and walk, then that will help my body to kind of learn how to use its digestive system again and start working because they wanted me to, they don't want you to eat anything because obviously you just had your intestines cut out of you and your body needs to recover from that and learn how to work again. So if you can get up and move, they said that's going to help your body like learn how to start metabolizing again. And they don't let you eat until you pass gas. And so you, so for you moved on day two or day three? I moved on day two. Day two. And then you can kind of get up. And then when do you start, how much, I guess, when do you start eating real food? Not for a while. Not for a while. So I even the, uh, so even on day two, I couldn't have water to drink. I could have ice chips, but they wouldn't let me drink any water, have anything to drink. I mean, I had IVs hooked up to me, so I was hydrated. It's not like I was dehydrated or anything like that. But they just don't want you actually like drinking it. Yeah. So they um, so let's see. Day three was when I was able to start having clear liquids so i could have jello i could drink water i could have clear broth i could have sprite nice <laughs> well diet seven up something like that <laughs> yeah. that's crazy yeah and then how long until you could eat like kind Real? like well i guess more than just liquid uh what's day, the evolution so day three i had clear liquids day four i was able to have full liquids which is like um orange juice and shit orange juice i could have um i oh 
a clear liquid that they let me have was coffee. So that was kind of nice. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I could have milk. I could have yogurt, pudding. Um, what else did they have? Uh, but yeah, this, just like things like that. But at that point, like you haven't eaten no, for I didn't, days. Yeah, I didn't eat for like three or four days. So you, and, you, and obviously you puked up yeah, everything. Like, so your body's just like depleted. Yeah, completely depleted. And so I had to be on those on the full liquids for probably I think I was on full liquids for like two maybe three days and then from that point my doctor I was on full full liquids when I left the hospital I was I was able to um be able to move every day so that second day when I was able to get up and walk it was my goal to walk three times a day three or four times a day and obviously they started off just being very short walks and the first day I had a nurse with me and I had a walker because I was pretty weak. Like painful or no? It wasn't painful. Um, it was just... Uh, you just have no energy. Yeah. you have. You, you, it's just weird. I've never been in bed and not gotten up for 24 hours. Yeah. So your body, your body's just like, what? I mean, I, I just... It was just a weird, weird thing. And then they wanted me... They wanted a nurse with me. And they wanted me to have a walker just because... They, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's a liability thing. But after the second day, they said, you know, I don't really need a walker anymore or a nurse. But I would start going on a little bit longer walks or do more laps because I could only stay on that one floor. Um, but, I mean, it was just – it was crazy. So I actually got out of the hospital early. I was supposed to be in there for a week. I got out on Thursday. So I had surgery Monday morning, got out Thursday morning. And when I left, my doctor told me to just stay on full liquids. But um, if you want to, you can – have like cooked carrots to like baby food mush oh yeah like just like the mashed up sweet potatoes and shit like that exactly yeah okay. or like i could have um protein shakes and that sort of thing but no like solid food no solid food definitely no solid food and she just told me um as i start feeling like a little bit more comfortable if everything like is digesting well and i'm not having any pain i can start trying different things um, but I just wanted like a pizza. I wanted something like pizza or salad, like crunch, like something. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, so how long, how long until you ate like real food? It was a while. Like uh, a week? No, it was longer than that. Two it weeks? It was probably like three weeks. No shit. Yeah, it was a while. Like, do, how do you, what's the progression? So we go from liquid to like, okay, I'm going to mash up bananas and shit and like stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, it was, um, so I went from liquids to like really, really well-cooked vegetables, carrots. Um, I did mashed potatoes, tons of different soups. I got so tired of soup because um, I would have like, uh, I don't know, like carrot soup. I don't know. It, it couldn't have anything like really solid in it either. I would have, then I would start doing like really well-cooked rice. Um, what else did I do? Uh, like tons of protein shakes. Yeah, bone I, broth and shit like that. I tested so many different protein shakes because I could never find one that I really liked. Yeah, they're not my favorite. Yeah. And so I did a lot of that. Yogurts I did for a long time. Um, and then I would start not cooking my cooked vegetables as cooked. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, so not as soft. Yeah, not yeah. as soft. So then that's kind of how I progressed myself. That I felt like that was a really – the vegetable thing was a really great way for me to kind of graduate myself into eating – solid foods because i'd go from mush to soft to less soft to raw <laughs> yeah and like any any supplements they tell you to take or did you take any during it like i took probiotics or i took this instead or just your normal food and went with it 
Um, yeah, so my surgeon uh, knew I was in fitness and she knew what they, I did. They knew? Really? Well, I was weird. I'm fucking with you, dude. <laughs> you don't look like a normal person. That's why. Well, it was just, I mean, it was crazy because the first day after surgery, there was like People Magazine like put an article out. I was like, what the heck? Like, this is weird. Alexia's <laughs> dying, everybody. Yeah. But, um, but she told me, she's like, I, I have a feeling that you know what your body needs. So she was happy that I was able to get out of like eating hospital food because it's not really the most uh, nutritious. No, definitely not. Yeah. So, um, so I just did, I focused on trying to get protein back in my body because I lost a lot of weight, obviously, from not eating for four or five days. Yeah. What, um, what was the weight loss overall? It was like 15 pounds I lost. It's a lot, dude. Yeah. You're not big to begin with. Mm-mm. That's crazy. Yeah, it was horrible. It was like, looking in the mirror was horrible. <laughs> and just probably like how weak you felt. Yeah, I felt weak and I just felt like, it. it, it I just didn't feel like myself at all. And so how long, and when you go home, you're kind of just still like laying around, not doing a lot for a while? Yeah. um, They sent me home with uh, pain meds, but I didn't take any of them. I just uh, stuck with Tylenol. I don't really love putting chemicals into my body like pain meds. So um, I didn't have, like I said, the, the most painful thing was getting up and down out of bed. That was the hardest thing. I kind of had to learn how to shimmy myself onto my side. Um, but, you know, after a little while, it wasn't as bad. Any, uh, do they have to do like any rehab PT stuff or oh, anything? Oh, yeah, definitely. I had to do uh, PT just because my core was basically starting. Well, I mean, I was starting from square one again. And the, when you go in, like, you go in once a week, twice a week? Um, For the first... For the first like three times I went in once a week um and then after that I went in like maybe two more times every other week and then uh, I don't have to go anymore what uh and what would they have you do typically um well first it was all uh well when I got cleared to do core stuff because before that they were like you can do exercises if it's not more than 20 pounds and you're laying down flat and you're not engaging your core so I could do like five pounds of like a chest press or That's like, crazy, dude. yeah, like just things like that, which honestly I was so grateful to do because it just felt good to move for sure. But everything I was doing was laying down or like sitting with like, you know, like the bit, like, uh, with my back against like the flat bench. bench yeah. Right? Like a flat bench. But no, no standing, no standing, no prone stuff, push ups, none of that shit. No, definitely not. No, no, no push ups. Um, so I could do those, but no more than 20 pounds. And then when I was able to do core stuff, the first a um, couple things that I was able to do was just learning how to brace my core again. And this is like at PT? Yeah. So how weird is it to like walk into a PT clinic, like a normally just doing whatever the hell you want physically mm-hmm. with your body to being like, okay, show me how to do what a 90 year old does. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was weird, but honestly it was, uh, it was, it just felt, I, I always looked at every day as like, I'm better than I was yesterday. Like I'm, getting stronger each and every day, whether that's like, you know, like mentally or physically. So even though I was, I lost a lot of my strength and I had to learn, like teach my core again, how to do different things. Um, I was excited to do them. I was really happy to be able to go because I'm like, if I do this, then I can come back quicker. And that's one thing too, that my, um, I mean, my doctors and my physical therapists were all shocked with how quickly I recovered from it. And they said that, you know, when you were fit, 
when you stay fit and you exercise before something like this happens, your recovery is so much better. Like recovery has honestly been like, I don't want to say it's been like a breeze, but it feels like it has been because I've kept a positive mindset, but also because like when you work out before your body can relearn things quicker than if you've never worked out before and you're having to do all this stuff with an injury like this. I've gotten messages from people that have said like, wow, like this happened to me or this happened to my friend and they still like it's five months post-surgery and they can't do push-ups or they can't do a squat or they can't do these things no shit yeah so i mean if you can stay fit if you can exercise if you can do those things it will it's not going to prevent a freak thing from this happening because this can happen to anyone at any time but it'll make your recovery so much easier crazy yeah crazy to think yeah if you're just exercise and eat right like everything else is a little bit better yeah uh, well, I can imagine that yeah, if this happens and you're, you know, 400 pounds, like it would be rough mm-hmm. to like try to relearn everything and come back when you're not already, when you don't have a base built, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, with the PT stuff, yeah, it would suck to go back to zero, but you probably take it from like, well, I was in the hospital bed two weeks ago and yeah. I couldn't do shit. So this is way better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And so how is um everything now? Everything's great. I'm, uh, I can do any exercise now. Um. I've been able to do honestly whatever I want. There's just like a few like little, little things that were honestly, um, like I can't squat as heavy as I was before, but I'm getting close to it. So that's all just like sticking with it. Who gives a shit anyway? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can do anything now. That's tight, man. Mm -hmm. And, um, anything else? No physical limitations. There's like one or two movements. You're like, I don't do that right now just because I'm cautious of it. Or you just kind of do everything. Yeah, I do everything. I mean, I definitely, you know, listen to my body. If something hurts, I'm not going to do it. But that's kind of how I was before, too. I'm like, I'm not going to try to kill myself to do a crazy exercise. No, we're not 22 anymore. <laughs> Shit yeah. starts to add up over time. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess the first thing, uh, well, I'll go this way. Uh, mentally, yeah. anything different after this than you were before? Um, Obviously, you always valued fitness and eating yeah. right and doing all the things. But does, it, does anything change, like, for you since then? I think that... One thing that I learned about myself is that I I know that I've always been a positive person, but I think that this really showed me that I really am a positive person. I never thought like, oh man, this sucks. Why this happened to me? Like, I can't believe this is how my new year's starting. Because I I would have said that for sure at least once. I've been like, this is some, you had to be like, this is some bullshit. (laughs) Like, not like you're going to dwell on it, but you're going to like, this sucks, dude. I mean, yeah, it sucked. I mean, but I never, I didn't sit there and, and, and say dwell that on all it. day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it entered my mind ever, I tried to end that, that little like thought process with something positive or like, yeah, but at least I'm not where I was yesterday. Yes. Um, and I learned, like, I just learned a lot about myself and I learned that if you can just focus on each little step, because you can look at something and be like, man, I have so far to go. I lost 15 pounds. Like I have to gain 15 back, have to gain 20 back. Like when you can't, when you can't eat food. Yeah. When you can't eat food. I mean, if you focus on, man, that's so far to go. I can't believe I have to do that. Like that's a, that's going to hinder just like your mental focus. But if you think like, and just little steps like, yeah, but yesterday I was eating clear things and today I'm eating pudding. Like it's just when like I could barely walk with a walker. Yeah. Now I can actually exercise. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just those little things. Like even when I was in the hospital, I wasn't like, man, I have to wait for, I have to click this button for a nurse to come walk with me. 
when the nurse came in, I would tell her, okay, today's my goal to walk three times. It wasn't, you know, that, that was just my goal. I just set small goals for me and for myself each day. Um, and so I think mentally what I learned is just no matter where you are, where anybody is in their fitness journey, it can, if you look at the whole thing, it can seem so overwhelming, but if you look at the day and what you can do that day, and you can stay positive about it and give yourself positive reinforcement, you'll come out so much stronger. Like, I can't believe I'm at where I am today looking at where I was three months ago. Yeah, because it's just January. Yeah, I mean, I even, I remember in January, the first day I got out of the hospital, one of my friends came to see me and I just told her, I was like, I just can't wait till March. I just can't wait till March because I'll know I'll be able to do more then. Even though I was still, you know, focusing on my daily goals, I knew that, when I was in, when March was going to come, I was going to be able to do so much more. And today I'm doing things that I didn't think I'd be able to do in April. Well, I think like for anybody on a fitness journey in general, if you, well, it's anything in life, right? Like if you looked at graduating college, like mm -hmm. I have to take 168 credits, I have to pass all these tests. Like that seems ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But if you focus on one class at a time, yeah. it's not as bad. And the exactly. same thing, we do this in fitness. We, we underestimate you know, what we can do in 12 months and we overestimate what we can do in three months. Mm -hmm. And like, if you have a hundred pounds to lose, that's just not happening in two months, dude. Right. It's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. And your stuff is basically just another example of that. Mm -hmm. The question I will ask the two, and we talked about it before we recorded, like when they wake you up and you have this bandage on and they're like, Hey, we just basically cut your whole body open. Mm -hmm. You have to look down and be like, what the fuck did you guys do to me? <laughs> yeah. This is what we take our clothes off. We still take our clothes off for a living. It's yeah. part of what we do. <laughs> and I always go back to when Dave, this is the David Jack fitness Jesus here, mm -hmm. comes on and he, it was me, him and BJ at dinner. And he's like, you know, if your body was taken away from you, he's like, how would you be with it? And B, BJ and I are like, what the hell is this guy talking about? But like, what he means is like, if, you know, if you had something that changed it drastically, would you be okay? And I'm like, I'm sure I would be. But it would piss me off because I'm like, we put so much time into this. Mm -hmm. And not just like to look a certain way. That's a byproduct of what we do. I go, but it is a part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And so when I first saw your stuff and I, I texted you that day, I was like, fuck. I'm like, if someone cut me open, I'd probably be like, damn, that sucks. You know, mm -hmm. initially. Because you saw it like in yeah. the raw form too. Yeah. And yeah. obviously now like I see you and like I don't even notice it. Mm -hmm. But like you had to been like, what the hell, guys? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely bigger and more dramatic than I was uh, expecting it when I looked down. Um, just because, I mean, there was glue on top of it. And, it, I mean, it's a big, I mean, I what is that, like 12 inches? It looks like a foot, yeah. Yeah, it's probably like a 12-inch scar. But the, the picture yeah. you showed me, like, initially is like, yeah. it looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It does, yeah. <laughs> because it has, a is there stitches in it, right? There are stitches and glue on top of it. So it's, like, way thicker. Yep, it's red. Way, it's, like, dark. I'm like, damn, dude, it looks mm -hmm. like... It looks like they, they split your whole body open. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, my initial thought was just like, wow, this is and, – and I didn't know how it was going to heal. And I thought this is going to be a defining feature of me forever. I'm going to have a scar right down like the middle of me and I'm in fitness. But um, one thing I thought too is this – I'm going to come out of the stronger and scars are stronger when they heal. Like it's a stronger skin. So I just kind of try to turn it into a metaphor he rolled with it, yeah. I did, yeah. And now it's like, it's nowhere near what it was day one. 
It's just like, oh, yeah. there's a little scar there. Yeah. And it's cool. It feels weird still because there's, there's still some like bumpy parts of it. So like, or like when you physically feel yeah, it. Yeah, when I like physically touch it. And sometimes when I do um, like ab exercises, I can feel those little like bumps roll against my ab muscles, which is w- like a weird feeling. No shit. Yeah, it's weird. But they like those will soften. soften. Um, even a few weeks ago, it was a much harder. It was weird. Because they sell you internally yeah and externally yeah. both mm-hmm. that's such a crazy thing dude yeah it's weird but here you are here I doing am. everything normal yeah could have been dead could have been still dead. crushing it though 40 percent chance that's nuts man <laughs> and all the things like of all the shit like just to go to dinner one day and have that happen if that's not a message it's like you just have to and again if 2020 taught me anything it's like just take it one day at a time dude mm-hmm. and just yeah. then try to enjoy each day absolutely like not fo- like hey i'm gonna worry about this in three months you can forecast stuff and you can think about it but i really am like i just want to enjoy my tuesday mm-hmm. and then i'll worry about wednesday when it gets here yeah because my intestines could get twisted up exactly you have no idea what will happen that's so crazy uh so if we're pivoting here mm-hmm. um we go through like all the stuff just that you got going on what's um after obviously 2020 the world became strange weird we're rolling back into it uh, to like some kind of normalcy mm-hmm. um the biggest challenge in fitness right now if you want to say like as a whole in general or like what you see with the people that you work with and maybe some of the questions or things that you see them struggle with um i mean i i hope i'm answering this correctly there's I'm... no wrong answers <laughs> here. A... i think that there's just a lot of information out there in fitness that's being pushed out that isn't by experts There's a a lot of bullshit for sure. Yeah, and so I think that, like, the biggest challenge in fitness right now is I just think it's important for people to get the right information, to know where they're getting their stuff from, look at the credentials from the people that they're getting their information from. I think that's a big challenge in fitness. There's so many different things right now, and, you know, it's easy to kind of get on there and be like, yeah, I'm a fitness professional, and uh, people aren't really looking at where they're – what the credentials are. No, and, well, I would say, like, when you – when you watch somebody or you follow them or you're learning from them, however you want to, you know, phrase it, just make sure it's like, it's what you're trying to do. Yeah. And, like, and they're sharing with you stuff that, cause like a lot of the stuff you share, some of it's like super fancy. Mm-hmm. And then some of it's like the most basic shit ever, which to me is what most people need. If you can't do this, do this. If you can't do this, do this. And if you don't have dumbbells, use a resistance band. Like the little things that are, you can watch it and you can take it with you and you can use it almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Simple Absolutely. stuff. And you do that a lot. Yeah. I don't I haven't watched your stories in a while. Do you still do stories all the time? I do stories every day. I like do. how many? Um, do I got to go on my phone and check? <laughs> Is it a lot? Uh, it's, it, it depends. Like sometimes I'll do Q and A's, but every day, Monday through Friday on my story, I'll put the first circuit of the workout that's on my program. Dude, you have like a hundred stories in here. Yeah, what the two. fuck, dude? Look at that. <laughs> dude, it's like a million. But I give, um, so I'll, I'll tell people what the first circuit is of the workout. I give the home version of it. I give the gym version of it. And I will tell them the, the tips that they need to remember. So if you're doing a lap pull down, I'll tell you, remember to do this. Remember to do that. When, when it comes to form, you want to make sure you're doing the exercise correctly. Like you can go to a lap pull down uh, or a pull down machine in the gym and you can do a pull down. But if you're not doing it correctly, you're not going to get the benefits of the exercise. For sure. So well, like co- coaching cues with it. Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a lot of stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. You posted, yeah, even, God, that's so much. I'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> so if we're doing, um, obviously, you've been doing, you've been on your own forever now. Yeah. And so, and there's no, no clients in person. 
No, no. Uh, I don't do any in-person clients, no. Ever? No. Mm -mm. I mean, right. Never again. (laughs) Or if someone's like, hey, because here's what happens here for us. They'll say, obviously, we are, you know, it's our members only here. But if someone's like, hey, I'm from the UK or I'm from insert, I'm from Florida, I'm from Indiana. We listen to the podcast. We want to come in and like, we'll let them come in the group and just obviously like run around. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do any where they can come see you? I don't just because people are creepy. I know. Well, no, not ne- not not necessarily. They're that. not creepy. <laughs> They're for surely creepy. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that when I when I started out, I was a personal trainer. I did one on ones. I did small groups, and my the whole reason I became a trainer is because I liked helping people. That's all I wanted to do. And when you know, social media came became a thing, and we were able to connect with so many more people, I just knew that. If I could put the time into doing things online, creating online workouts, I could help so many more people. I could reach so many more people. Agree. So when people join my program, if they are like, hey, um, I have knee pain or I have this limitation or that limitation, and they email me and they ask me, I will give them, like I personally email them back and I tell them like, yeah, if you can send me a video of your form, I'll give you tips. I'll send you a video back of me telling you exactly how to do this exercise. Um, so when they send for my program, it's, yeah, we are all doing the same workout every day, but I am there to help you learn how to do it. I mean, I taught small groups, um, when I was, you know, doing in-person things and everybody did the same workout. Not everybody's the same. Not everybody has the same fitness level. Some people have different injuries or limitations or whatever, but they, I was still able to modify that workout for them so that they could still get a benefit from it and they could still see results. And that's exactly what my program is and what I do for my program. And so like if the world, cause you did an event, what before the world got weird though, right? Yeah, I did it in uh, 2019. Where was it at? It was at Mountain Shadows Resort. Oh yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. sweet. It's a good yeah, spot. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if the world becomes normal again, we do some events or not? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was so much fun. I loved doing that. I will say that's the one thing I probably miss most yeah. of like just doing, even if it's a corporate stuff where like sometimes it's kind of, I ask if they want like the real version of me or like the fake version of me. Either way, it's just fun to go do something different, to have an audience. Or when we would do stuff here, like, hey, let's do a conference or a seminar. I look forward to that. Yeah, they're really fun. Um, So if it's you, obviously, just rolling. Is there, what's the the best thing about owning your own business? And then one of the constant challenges you have or the biggest, you know, hurdle or pain in the ass you have? I mean, the best thing is that I love helping people and that's what I get to do every day. I mean, it's... That's really what I love about having my business. Um, the hardest thing is, is that there's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's always shifting, moving, yeah. but you never have more time. No. Um, so how do you balance the, obviously last year was different, but yeah. typically if, you know, work life, home life, personal life, <laughs> how do you, how do you do it all? It's all the, it's all the same thing. <laughs> it all goes in at once. <laughs> yeah. Are you, so you're working every day? Yep. I work every day. Um, my program there's workouts from Monday through Friday, but I film content every single day. I'm answering emails every day. I'm on Instagram every day. That's the thing about Instagram. It runs 24-7. So do you guys film stuff every single day? Or yeah. do you, like, chunk it? No, I film every day. Every So Monday, every day. Yeah. Sunday even. Mm-hmm. You're there. Yeah. How many hours a day you're there? Like, working. Uh, Overall. So. Like maybe not in the facility, right. but you're just working. I really, I really do work, like, all day long. Like, when I wake up in the morning. Bro, I, you're talking to me. I, you can drive by here every day. You'll see this fucking car sitting here. Like, you know how I do it. We're the same person. Dude. Yeah. I'm just a dude. Yeah. That's wake it. up, 
you're answering emails, you're doing that stuff, programming workouts, filming content. It's all day, every day, until you go to bed. And then how you're working out every day yourself? Yeah, so um, my work, the workouts I do are the exact ones I put on my program. So um, when I'm working out, that's the workout that everybody's doing on my program, yeah. And do you film, you film it in real time or do you do it yourself and then film it and then run it back? Like, here's an example. I'm not going to do, like, when I film the stuff here, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, Jeremy. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really do it right then. Let's mm-hmm. just be crystal clear. I'm too busy for that shit. And first mm-hmm. of all, I don't look that sexy, and I'm not going <laughs> to put on these fucking outfits. And first of all, I don't work out shirtless in little shorts. you got to powder your nose before. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's not, like, yeah. I am wearing, this is all BJ's clothes, by the way. Oh, they look really good. Yeah, they're super fancy. I'm going to yeah. tag them when we take a picture I, later. I'm obsessed with his uh, new lotion. Yeah, or body butter. Is yeah. it called body BJ's, butter? BJ's body butter. Yeah. It's so good. It he's smells so, amazing. He's so inappropriate. And what is this candle? He's got a candle that's called something too. Oh, I have not smelled it. It's like that. sugar something. He, I'm going to have him sent to me. Anyways, my point <laughs> is I don't really wear BJ shorts and work out like in the sun here. That's not what I do. I close the doors. I put a hoodie on and I just go hate mm-hmm, myself. Mm-hmm. But you actually are filming it in real time? So. Or part. Or you do depends. your workout and then film yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Um. Some things I will film in real time. Uh, like the other day, I just did, I just made a challenge for myself. I did a ladder set starting at 10 pounds and went up five pounds each time of a goblet squat, just one rep to see how high I could get. And then when I finished that, I got to, I got to 80 or 85 pounds for one squat. And then after that, That's I, heavy. huh? That's heavy. And picking up from the ground was so hard. Uh, yeah. If you ever, um, if you ever put them on a bench, I know. No, I can do heavier from a bench, it but starts to help, yeah. the challenge was I got to get it up off the ground, it's a pain stand the all the way up and set it back down. This shit sucks. I did that. And then after I finished that, I was like, okay, well now I just need to do a drop set all the way down as many reps as I can do at each one. And I filmed all that in real time. I thought I was going to die. That's <laughs> rough, dude. But so some things I'll film in real time. Some things um, I'll do the workout first and then I'll explain the circuit or vice versa. But I don't like to mess around with like hair and makeup. So... I'll put my makeup on before my workout, and if I, I sweat it off, then that's that. <laughs> Me too. Usually, yeah. I put my makeup on before I train. Do you ever have an issue with the mascara? You know, it's um, <laughs> I don't. You know, I go to Olga Brow. She hooks me up. That's where Heather goes. That's the only reason I know that. Uh, so when you're creating the programs, is yeah. it your stuff now? It just runs. It's continuity, so it runs all the time. Or is there like different phases where, like, if you know Cindy and you know, uh, Georgia signs up tomorrow. She just jumps in wherever, or is there a program she gets slotted into or how does it kind of work? No. Yeah. So everybody starts on the same day. Um, so we'll always do the same workout together. So if Susie joins the program today, her and I are going to do the same workout tomorrow, but there's, um, alternatives for each exercise. So if an exercise is too hard, you can click the alternative and there's an easier alternative. Oh, it's like progressions, regressions kind of built in. Mm -hmm. So when you're creating the programming, like how does it, where does it come? I mean, and BJ and I have talked about this before. Like, and not just with all the stuff too, like obviously with the marketing stuff you do, all the digital content, like your stuff is polished. It looks clean. But him and I, I was just talking to him. Was it last Friday? And I'm like, he's like, I've shared everything, bro. Mm-hmm. Like 10 times. And I think we all feel that way, mm-hmm. even though we might do a different variation, but it's like, how do you just be, like keep getting motivated to share the same stuff or similar stuff? Uh, I think I just love the creativity of it. I've, I've you, ever since I was little, I've always been somebody who is a creative person. I've always loved art. I've loved creating new things, doing new things. Um, so 
I've never, I have never recycled a workout ever in my entire fitness career. Never recycled a workout. So there's been people who have been doing my program for four years or more, and they, they'll email me and they're like, I can't believe I've never done the same workout. Every Friday I do a fitness challenge. It's always different. Every month I do a different like themed monthly challenge. Like this month is um, the plank challenge. Last month was an arm challenge. And every day it's different. Um, and I think I just really enjoy challenging myself on what I can come up with, whether it's like, that doesn't mean new, brand new, like creative exercises. It means like they can be new exercises, but they can also be a new way of doing like a bicep curl, but like for a rep. So you hold at the top, hold at the middle, do pulses, yeah. like a different type of rep scheme or whatever. It's all the same stuff. It's just the way it's the way I like it. But like when you eat a sandwich, right? Like if you're like, first of all, if you eat a grilled cheese, how would you slice it down the middle or diagonal? Like you. Diagonal. Yes, always. Yeah. Anybody who does it down the middle, you're fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird. But you see, think about it. Like, you could eat it diagonal. You cut it down the middle. You cut it into four squares. You cut it into four triangles. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way I think of fitness. Like, a squat's a squat's a squat. Like, it's a, a hip hinge pattern, a quad dominant pattern, a trunk, a total body, a vertical press, horizontal press. They're all the same shit. Now, we might, you and I might know 50 ways mm-hmm. to do a vertical press, where someone at home only knows one. So when I program, I'm like, to me, they all feel like people will say like, oh, everything's different. I'm like, to me, it always feels the same mm-hmm. because I look at it as like a movement pattern. But the, the variation of the exercise is different to them mm-hmm. or the way that they did it. Mm-hmm. So we're basically just taking the same stuff and like chopping and serving it differently. Yeah. And you can you can uh, pair exercises differently, too. Like today I did a burnout and it was. It was basically like an EMOM style, but it was 30 seconds every 30 seconds. You start with one push-up, and then you hold a plank. And then the next 30 seconds, two push-ups, hold a plank. Three push-ups, hold a plank. And you just keep doing it until you can't fit any more push-ups in 30 seconds. And you think, oh, I could probably get to like 20 push-ups. I got to 12. That's bad. It's, well, it's because, again, when, when you write it on paper and people yeah. will say this, oh, Jeremy, you sure this workout? I thought it'd be easy. I'm like, dude, I don't share bullshit for one. Yeah. And two, like take a protocol for a normal person. And we do this here with our guys. And these are mm-hmm. guys who are strong. 10 push-ups every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But by minute like five or six, people are like, holy shit. I'm like, because the blood fills up, fatigue mm-hmm. starts to be real. And those are simple protocols where it's like you only did 100 push-ups, but you did it in this context that you're not used to. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you do every exactly, day. Exactly, yeah. But it takes time, though. You don't start off like year number one with this knowledge base in, in programming all these things. So for a kid out there, like who, and I, when I say kid, I mean someone who's, significantly younger than me and you Mm -hmm. 25 let's say Mm -hmm. 22 23 and they want to do something similar to what you do Mm -hmm. like or they think they do anyway break down for them like how long it takes like for you to get to this point you know what i'm saying like for how many years have you been doing this i mean it takes now a long time and a ton of work like a ton of brainstorming. I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years. I, I was a person, I've been a personal trainer for 10 years. And how many years you worked with people for what? At least five, right? Well, what do you mean worked with people? Like hum- in person? In person. I became an in-person trainer when I was 21. So, and you stopped, when's the last time you stopped like working with a human being in person? Mm, 2017 or 18. Okay. So good, you know, seven years or so. Yeah. Working but with I people. Mean, yeah. And the difference is, is 
when you work with people or you have experience working with people, it's so much different than if you go online and just work with basically a screen. Like there's a person behind that, but you're not seeing what they're doing. You're not there to communicate with them to see how they're reacting and what you're doing. So being an in-person trainer and getting the experience doing that has made so much of a difference because you're not only seeing what they're doing and able to critique them in that way, you're learning how to communicate with so many different people. People understand different explanations of different exercises. Some people are visual learners. Some people need you to... Uh, Auditory yeah, or linguistic. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, having the experience working with people in person physically is so important. Well, I think Tyler English is the first one who was like... Again, he's he's old like me. So we'll sit there and he's like, well, I see all these people basically, you know, they're 20. And Brett Contreras put a great piece out. I'm going to do a whole podcast on it of like what it used to be like yeah. versus what it's like now. And one of the things he said, he's like, well, now he's like, none of these people want to work in a, in a gym or own a gym or be in a gym because it takes too much time away from social media, which is true. But it's bullshit if that's the route you're going, if you've never worked with a person. And Tyler would always say, he's like, you can't be good at training people on the internet if you've never trained human beings. Because yeah. you don't know what they're going through. You never talk to a 46-year-old person with two kids and be able to see how they move and their postural like deficiencies and the things that are wrong. And I think you do see a lot of that now. Mm-hmm. So if someone is listening like, well, I want to do what Alexia does, you need to work with people at some point. Yeah. You, At least for a couple of years. It's, yeah. I mean, it, you, it, it's, it's not even just being able to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to teach this person how to do a squat. Cause if you take an, uh, if you get certified, which I hope if you're going into fitness, you are going to get certified, it, they will teach you the muscles that are worked in a squat in a very like technical way. But the average person isn't going to understand that. You have to be able to break it down to them in a simple way and you may have to exp- like I had clients that I would have to explain things in five different ways until they got it. And so just learning how to explain an exercise and just learning how different people understand things and comprehend is so important. And it takes time. It takes time for sure. And and, and honestly, the ages too. Like if you're working with somebody who's 50, it's going to be different than working with somebody who's 20. And like what at what point? And this is different for everybody, and your answer probably differs from mine. But I look at if I can even find, like, Facebook memories is great for the fact of, like, it reminds you of how fucking terrible you were (laughs) and how awesome you thought you used to be. And I look at some of the stuff we used to do, and not that it's bad, but when you know better, you do better. And I'm I'm talking, like, way back, like, 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. The stuff that I would suggest to do is so awful compared to what I would say today. Now, obviously, this is... 12, 13 years later, I'm older, wiser, hopefully. When, What year do you, like, what year of training are you in it where you're like, well, I actually kind of know what the hell I'm talking about. Like, when does that happen? Like, because the, the first couple of years, I'm like, I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. And I still think I know that, but I'm like, now I've, I work with enough people where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can help a normal person, mm-hmm. like, put something together that makes sense for their life, that's sustainable, that's easy, that can make them healthier. Like, when does it happen for you? Like, year four, year five, year six? Yeah, I'd say about the same for you, like, a couple years in. Where you're like, okay, I kind of know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, when you first become a trainer and you're working with somebody one-on-one, it's a little bit scary because you're like, this person's, like, trusting me. They're paying me money. 
Yeah, and and when you the other thing too about um, getting experience with one on one training or small group training is you see the emotional side of why the person's coming to see you. Like people aren't just like, oh yeah, I want to get ripped. Like yeah, there's some people that want that, but some people like very there's rare, a, very rare. Yeah. yeah, I mean there it, there's an underlying reason why they want that. Like maybe they want to be able to like go out to the and play football with their kid. Like there's so many different reasons why people want to get fit, and usually it's something that's like deeper than just some sort of like. I want to get ripped type of a thing. Well, for most people, well, I always give the example, like, I want to look good for Coachella. Like, that's a shitty reason. Um, not judging anybody. Like, those things are fine, like, external motivators, but they're not the real shit. Yeah. Like, that doesn't really, there's no way, and I've said this too, and people have a hard time probably believing it. Like, I don't just do this to look a certain way. It's a byproduct of it. Yes, we sell things and make money, and, like, obviously people look at our stuff on social, and obviously either you know, the shinier and more tan you are and ripped or the cuter outfit you have, people will stop and be there. And that's what we call sizzle and steak. That would, that's why people stop scrolling. And when they come into it, what can we actually do to help them? But we don't do this just to be super fit. Like externally, it's like we want to actually be healthier. And most of the people we see now here, and I, men and women over 40 tend to start doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Where the 22 year old, and no offense to anybody, you're not concerned about it because you think you're invincible. And then when they get older, like, well, shit, well, if I do eat better and I do actually get good sleep and take care of myself, I'm actually going to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, but if you're only creating online content and you've never worked with a human, it's hard for you, I think, as a young person to understand that. Yeah. And then the other thing too, that I think a lot of people don't realize that you notice when you're training people one-on-one -on -one, and I still see it even online training is you see some of these, um, mental health change too. They come in their first day, they're like self-conscious, they're not really proud of themselves, they're a little bit scared, nervous, they have never worked out before and then even after two or three sessions they start getting more confident, they start feeling better about themselves, they start feeling happier and before maybe they even talked about, about oh I just hate school, I hate this, I hate that or I hate my job and then they start being more positive about that as it goes and that's one thing that I always loved so much about fitness is I love helping people and yeah, like the aesthetic is great, but when you can see people like mentally like change too, it, that's what's so amazing is it's not just about how you look, it's about how you feel, how you live your life. If you can make it a lifestyle, you'll feel so much better in every single aspect of your life. And I'm sure like even in your groups that you guys run, there becomes like this weird connection that they have digitally even. Oh yeah, I mean, that's one thing that has just been so amazing about the community of my program is they're so positive and they're so um like they motivate each other so much they're so supportive of each other in in everything not just the workouts like they'll get in there and they'll talk about like oh what'd you guys think of circuit one what'd you guys think of circuit three? Oh, don't worry like it was tough but I got through it you can get through it too but I've seen them say I just got like I, I mean I've even seen people say I've had I just got diagnosed with cancer and everybody's there supporting them. Everyone's there just, just putting their arms around them digitally and helping them through that. And it's with everything. And that's the cool thing too. I don't think a lot of people on the surface, you'd see like you'd scroll through, let's say your Instagram. And I use that example because it's the biggest platform. And they're like, oh, there's this is a girl who wears cute outfits and she's fit and she works out. But they don't see that stuff because it's like, 
it's hard to show that and see that because we see the same things in our groups. We're like, oh, hey, my brother just died. And all these people are commenting and like, this guy lives in Minnesota. This guy's in Indiana. This guy's in Michigan. They've never met each other, mm -hmm. but they're like kind of these digital friends, if you will. Mm -hmm. And they've created their own support community. And that only exists because you brought them together in a fitness program, which is fucking crazy to say, That's but crazy. it's true. It's crazy. I mean, I even got it too when I, you know, when I had my freak accident in the beginning of the year, I had so many... Well, I'm sure, dude. Amazing messages. And, like, it was, it like, I, like, cried every day from the messages that people sent me just because I was like, wow, this is just amazing how supportive everybody is. For all the people that were assholes at one time, there's <laughs> that many nice people on the back end, too. So if it's, like, how much time a day? So you're working, what, 10 hours a day? Is that right? Give or take? Yeah, give or take, probably. Yeah. You get probably it, what, give or take or whatever more what, than 10 is. What time, uh, <laughs> what, like, what time do you get up and start doing stuff? Um... I probably get up around five. Yeah. And then you do some stuff at home and then you head in. Yeah. I do stuff at home. I have to take care of the doggies before I go. For sure. Yeah. And then I go in and do a little bit of work there, get my workout in, film content, then go back, computer work, emails, programming, obviously eating all throughout the day in there, always having my food next to me and then go home and, uh, get the doggies taken care of, played with, food, walks, and I get back on, uh, like, Instagram or my computer and work some more. Do you ever just, like, is there a time in the day where you're just like, fuck it, this is it, and you put your phone somewhere else, and you're like, I'm not going to check it until tomorrow? Um, when I go to bed at night. That's it, huh? <laughs> yeah. There are some times, there, there's, like, times in the day where I'll, where I'll have to put my phone down to do something else, or if I'm like, okay, I'm going to put my phone down for 30 minutes, I'm going to play ball with my dogs, like... You know, that sort of thing. Just like, yeah. I think that being present is super important. We can get so caught up in work and our phones and everything like that. So many, so many times throughout the day and it can, it can get down to be, you know, pretty bad. But I think that when it's something that I've always loved doing, it's a part of my life. Like I'm, I love the workouts that I do. I love helping people. I love you know, the business that I have. So it doesn't feel like work, but I think it's important to also like realize like what's around you. Like I have these amazing dogs. I'm going to throw them their ball. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you can, it can eat up your whole day every day. Yeah. If you let it. And also like if I'm at dinner with my family, I'm not going to sit there on my phone the entire time. Like I'm going to give them my attention too. Yeah. It's the thing where it, it becomes this machine that it really, it can go all day, every day, especially your stuff now. Like how many, if you had a guess, maybe you know, how many Instagram messages do you think you get a day? Oh my gosh. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm talking like both, like, yeah, the inbox and like yeah. the, what's the other one? What's the private one? I forget the term. Uh, it's going to bump me general. DMs? It's yeah, but it's, there's a word oh, for private it. messages and then general messages. Yeah, is like that, thousands. Is that right? Cause yeah. like my shit is about, yeah, primary Primary in general. Primary, Dude, yeah. how, I've looked at this every fucking day for like probably how many years and I still didn't even know that. That's pathetic. <laughs> I didn't even know. I don't even know how this shit works most yeah. of it too. But so mine is probably 300 people every day. And we try to go through a lot of them. Sometimes they're just like the creepy stuff. Like it <laughs> just becomes too much. Uh, but we try to go through them because people have a question like, hey, on Athletic Greens or hey, when's your next you know program for this? Or hey, do you have a video for this? Or hey, what podcast was this? And mm -hmm. so... I try to take maybe 60 minutes mm -hmm. each day to just go through and reply to what I can at least. Yeah. 
Do you even attempt to do that anymore? No, I definitely do. I wish I could get to all of them. Um, it's impossible, though. It's impossible. The, the thing, too, with the, the private ones or whatever, um, it says it, it doesn't really tell you when you get new ones anymore. When you get over 100, it says 99 plus. So you don't. No. Yeah. It's you got to just scroll and scroll and yeah, scroll. Yeah, you got to scroll. So I try to get to all of them. I always tell the people that are members of my program, like, please just, like, please email me if you have a question about the workout. Because if they DM me, like, it can get lost so easily. Well, here's the crazy thing. And I'm not trying to talk shit about my sister, but I'm going to. <laughs> uh, my sister's crazy, for one. And um, she will try to t- communicate with me through Instagram DM. <laughs> I go, do you understand? Like, if you message me and I reply to it, by the time I get back to it, it's probably 200 people down. I go, I'm never going to fucking see it, you crazy person. <laughs> I was just curious with yours because your stuff is like, what is Instagram now? Two million? Yeah, just over two. Two million people. Yeah. It's a shit ton. So I imagine you're just flooding in all the time. Are you the only one who checks your Instagram? Yeah. What about the other platforms? Yeah, same. You're the only one. Mm-hmm. How many people on your team now of people that help you do stuff? Um, my brothers help me some with like the uh, like the techie side of, of things, like with my app, because I don't know anything about building. And like like loading the videos and stuff like that. Uh, for the for the uh, program, yeah. yeah. But I load all my own videos on social media, and I do all my own social media. So what is it? Instagram, Facebook. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest. You do all, you load all of yourself mm-hmm. and they just load the stuff to the program actually. The videos. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time, dude. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? Like when you're in the hospital for a couple of days, like, Hey guys, you're <laughs> so, not getting workouts for a week. <laughs> no, I still did. The, I still, still did the workouts. Uh, I still programmed them. Obviously I couldn't do them, but, um, I didn't know this, but when I woke up from surgery, my family FaceTimed me and I vaguely remember talking to them, but I don't remember anything that I said, but they told me that the first thing I said was like, can you guys bring me my computer? Cause I, I have to like do my work. No shit. <laughs> yeah. That's was the first thing I said. Uh, so obviously I couldn't have any visitors, but they were able to bring me like a bag of things and they brought me my computer. They brought me a coloring book. They brought me a uh, toothpaste and did they bring me anything else? They brought me my iPad so I could watch movies. And the only thing I did was, my computer work. The important shit. Yeah. Well, it's because you feel like if you're like me, well, A, you care about it so much. But two, you're like, well, if I don't do it now, it's going to stack up. And it's going to mm-hmm. be so much. I almost like where if you look at some people's iPhones, it'd be like emails, 852. Like I could never live like that. Yeah. Like I try yeah. to just get rid of stuff. And I mean, obviously the, the calls will always be there, the emails and messages, but I try to do so many each day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm making a little bit of progress over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And so what is it like you're laying in like the hospital bed? Why not just be like, fuck it. I don't want to do it. I'm going to leave it for like the next week. But for some reason you felt like oh, I have to get them a program or I have to message these people. Like, what is that? It wasn't, it, I, I never felt like I, like I have to do this. It was more like. You wanted to though. I, I really wanted to because. And like I, saying like, what, where does that come from? Like, I what think the hell is that? I, like I said, I, I've always loved helping people and I got so much support when I announced what happened to me, um, and I knew that see, seeing everybody's, when people would tag me in their stories of them doing the workout and everything like that, that gave me so much motivation, and it made me, like, feel good that everybody else was still able to go on with their life. Like, I like why stop everybody else's life just because mine did, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just, I was so happy that I was able to do something for other people. Like, it, it's, it's like a... Uh, like I don't know I feel good when I can do that it's your oxygen bro yeah exactly you don't breathe without it exactly and that's why I think we're similar in that well all of us are Hannah BJ me you Mm -hmm. like yes we all make money and it's super cool now because 
we can do shit that obviously we couldn't have done 10 years ago, but it's not for money. I sat here last year, made a shit ton of money. I'm like, but it was fucking sad because I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do it. Yeah. And like, that's what it is for us. Like we're obviously we're creating, but like, this is our, this is our show. Yeah. And we care about it like a person. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I think of it. Like imagine if your Instagram disappeared tomorrow and your entire site disappeared tomorrow. I'd still do this. In some way. Yeah. But you would be like, to me, if my website like died tomorrow and every podcast was erased, I would cry so hard. If my house burned down tomorrow, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I could buy another one. Mm -hmm. I can't recreate all of that. Yeah. And I mean like of the years and not just all that, like the years of helping people and talking to them and sharing stuff like it's our life's work basically. Yeah. Is what this has turned into. And what I've done different Q and A's, people ask me, if you weren't in fitness, what would you do? I'm like, I like, I would do this. Like if you weren't a fitness influencer, what would you do? I'm like, I would still do, I'd be a personal trainer. Like I've never done, like I I never became a personal trainer because I wanted to be a fitness influencer. Like it, that all kind of just like, I can't even stand, I can't even stand the fucking, the terms of it. It sounds (laughs) awful. Like, so (laughs) I'll share this story. Um, well that's okay. So like we were at, uh, Sivana like a couple weeks ago. Have you been there? No. It's north. It's like 20 minutes of here. Yeah. It's super sweet. It's a super cool place. Uh-huh. Um, I'll hook you up with Carrie at the end. Um, they like paid us to come stay there. It was super cool. Oh, cool. Um, I ordered everything on the menu. Everything was free. So I wow. obviously, you know, I go crazy. But it's all like organic. Like the food is all real. They have like yeah. a, a nutritionist with the chef. Anyways, we did the spa there. We stayed there. And um, they like, you know, kind of asking like what you do. And I'm like, I don't know how to say it. I'm like, I'm a fitness person. And I say it like mm-hmm. that because I don't want to sound like this asshole. I'm like, well, people like watch our stuff and they listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so we're like, I always call it fake famous because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, people kind of know you, but not really. And yeah. you're like, you make money, but you're not like making $200 million. You're mm-hmm. not like super rich, but it's fucking weird. It's like none of us started off to do that. No. If people ask me, I'm like, oh, I'm a fitness professional. Like, <laughs> that's what I'll say. I'll yeah, you try to like explain saying, it. I don't like saying fitness influencer either. Or like, well, because you that. started off as just a coach, though. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to remember before all of this became, like, weird. And what I mean weird is, like, the, the numbers started to go crazy where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we can reach 100,000 people, 200,000 people. We were sitting in Palm Springs mm-hmm. in, like, a Reebok meeting. Mm-hmm. And it was like... I don't remember who's the, um, other than the Emily Sky, because hers is oh, like yeah. fucking bonkers. Uh-huh. But everybody else is like, oh, I think so-and-so's Instagram is like 40,000. Mm-hmm. And that was like a trillion people at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. But then it obviously all started to shift and kind of roll. But even at that point, like, we're just, we're all just fitness people. Yeah. We happen to be on the internet. It wasn't this machine that has turned into today. Mm-hmm. So to say, like, influencer, I just hate the term. I'm not yeah. a fan of it. Yeah. When people say that, I'm like, no, dude, I'm just like a normal dude. Yeah, and and when you look at like even the word influencer, like you want to you want to influence people to have a healthy lifestyle, but you also want to have like the knowledge behind it too, not just influence. Well, yeah, I would say like you're you're just coaching people. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it digitally through a platform that any in their instructional like a lot of the stuff like you do a lot of it now anyway. Like some of it's instructional. Mm-hmm. Like it, not that it always wasn't, but you're actually doing things like now. It's like swap this for this mm-hmm. like real shit or if you are if you can't do this do this mm-hmm. as opposed to just here's some ridiculous shit that i can do that you can't do which there's a time and place for that sure because yeah. instagram is either educational or entertainment mm-hmm. essentially is how yeah. i look at it mm-hmm. and sometimes what we just do is it's just entertainment for people whether you're a creep 
just being a creep or you actually want to like learn something. But a lot of it now is like, okay, if I can help you be better in your living room, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how much, like, I don't see you hucking a lot of products and shit. So it's no, like, I don't do any, any it's like, you might be like, here's my clothes. Here's yeah. my bands. Here's what I do. But that's just like, that just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It definitely has changed a lot mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, um, and you care about it just as much as I do. Yeah. I love it. And like, it's my baby. People was like, like, what else would you do? I'm like, well, you could do other things for money, but I don't think I would care about anything else enough to come here on a Sunday and work for 15 hours, mm-hmm. like nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And so if you could give a tip to like, let's say somebody who maybe they're looking to get into fitness or it could be just a person who's like looking to take a risk. I want to start my own business. I want to do whatever. Do you have any blanket advice to either like a fitness person or just a general person looking to, to do their own thing, whether it be in fitness or maybe something else? It would be just you have to have a lot of love for it a lot of passion for it um or you'll never make it yeah i mean like you'll you'll like you can make it to a certain extent but like you won't be happy like if you don't love what you're doing and you don't have a passion for it it's just going to end up being like a routine it's going to come mundane it's not going to be fun it's a job yeah it's a job that's it yeah what is uh what's next for you what's next uh getting stronger that's it yeah (laughs) yeah getting stronger still working um on you know obviously programming my workouts all the time and trying to put out the best content for the subscribers and the followers yeah Mm -hmm. it's um yeah people always say what's your five-year plan i'm like dude i don't know what i'm gonna do in five days you your intestines could be twisted tomorrow so i could be (laughs) dude i would be so i would be so pissed off i'd go in there like you guys already know what's going to happen. I just talked about this a week ago. I don't want to deal with this shit. But no, it's the same way. Like, I'll do it. I do it for the game of it. It's not just the the end goal, not just money, not just things. Like, it's I do it because I like the daily process of it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, especially after last year, I've said this before, like, and Heather and I did a podcast of, like, why we still own a gym because, like, BJ obviously thinks I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> and, like, Hannah doesn't anymore because yeah. they're done. And, which is sad because, like, and that's what I think, like, the shitty part of 2020 is like her gym should still exist. Mm-hmm. Like she is good and like, and she loves it. And like, she's good enough to like where she should be doing that. But we own this because I'm like, I like fitness. Yeah. Like selfishly, like you, if we stop doing the gym, like I would still meet with people mm-hmm. at some, because I like it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I need a place to train. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to mm-hmm. no offense to big box gyms. I don't want to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. This is my place. And I want right. to invite my people here to work out with them and have fun. And it's our shit. Mm-hmm. And I think I would do it forever. I don't see a day where I can't. Yeah, exactly. So if we, before we let you go, um, for the people out there who obviously maybe they follow you, they watch your stuff, or if they're, you know, the few people that don't, they'll obviously start trolling you. <laughs> what, um, if you were to give them some advice uh, about how to stay, whether it be motivated or just positive in terms of like their fitness and their nutrition journey, maybe they're coming back from injury. Maybe they have a hundred pounds to lose, or they're just not sure where to start. Like what are the, the base things you tell maybe your people when they begin or just anybody in general? Uh, one is if you feel like you're starting from the bottom and day one, everybody has a day one. It doesn't matter if it's your first day one or your fifth day one. We'll all have a day one. Everybody's been there at some point. Um, every day gets better. Um, it's so important to surround yourself with positive people that are going to be there to support you. Amen. And to... Surround yourself with 
people that or a program or a coach or something that can help you get to where you want to get to. But positive thinking is something that's not just, you don't just like wake up in the morning and it's easy. Like staying motivated is something that takes effort too. Like find the things that get you motivated, whether that's watching a motivational video or listening to a song that motivates you. Or if you want, if you, if you get motivated by a cute workout outfit, just find something that motivates you that wants you to keep going. You got to find that. That one really gets me. <laughs> the cute the outfit. Cute, yeah. Your outfit right now is really this cute. This is probably as, you know, um, bougie as uh, <laughs> it gets for me. Your uh, your hat is gray, blue, and red, just like your gray pants, your blue shirt. Yeah. I did that because we're going to take a picture, but I really don't <laughs> dress like this. I wear the same shit every day. Um, I have a chocolate stain on my tank top, and you're all We can Photoshop perfect. it out. Well, you can see, like, I just worked out before. So my workout clothes are there. It's basically sweaty pants, shorts, and a t-shirt. That's what I do. Yeah. I don't look cute. But I'm a dude, though, so we just wear shorts, and that's basically it. Yeah. Um, but no, man, that's all... That's a, I guess I'll ask this question too, since you touched on it. Yeah. Is there, cause there's days where I'm sure you're like, I don't want to exercise or maybe I'll put it this way. There's days I always mentally want to move, but I might be here and I know what I have to do for the day. Mm-hmm. And there's really no negotiating out of it. Like it's whether it's split squats, pushing a sled, doing the vertical climber, the shit that is really good for you, but I'm just dreading to do. And I might sit here and have a conversation with myself for 20 minutes, be like, Hey bro, like, mm-hmm you have to fucking do this Mm -hmm. do you ever have those moments and like what is the is there anything that you do to like you know kick yourself in the ass yeah I mean if there's an exercise an exercise I mean one exercise I hate doing more than anything is jump roping I hate jump roping so much but I make myself do it because it's it's good to do things that you don't like that's just life you're gonna I mean I didn't want to have to have my intestines twisted but I had to deal with it yes um but I will always tell people I've never met somebody who like went and did an exercise or a workout and they felt worse or they regretted it after. Like you may be tired, sweaty, and sore and you don't really love that, but you'll feel better that you did it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, usually it's doing the things that we hate the most that elicit the biggest returns and the biggest growth from it. Oh, definitely. Mentally and physically. But yeah, there's days where I'm just like, I just don't. <laughs> but again, like I'll never not do it. Yeah. It's just like, and sometimes I feel like, you know, when you're driving a car, and you're like all of a sudden you're 20 miles down the road and you're like, how the fuck did I get here? Some days I have workouts like that where it's like I just kind of mindlessly went through it. But I always feel 10 times better when it's done. Yeah. But whatever you guys need to do to get it done, whatever that may be, a YouTube video or a cute workout outfit. Or song. Yes. Make it happen. Um, anything else you want to promote or you got going on? Where can these guys find you, all your social handles, all yeah, that stuff? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at, at Alexia underscore Clark, YouTube.com slash Alexia Clark, um, my TikToks, Alexia Clark. Honestly, if you type in Alexia Clark to any of the social <laughs> media things, you'll find me. It'll pop up. How is TikTok? <laughs> I don't do TikTok. TikTok is, uh, it's interesting. So have you used uh, Instagram Reels yet? Yeah, no, no, I, I've been on TikTok. Okay. I just don't do it. You know what I hate about it? I'm old, though. Yeah. Um, when it, the app comes on, like a music plays with the oh, video instantly. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I know why they do that. Yeah. Like, because it gets people into the feed instantly mm-hmm. and it keeps them on the platform longer. But I can't, I hate the volume on my stuff, first of all. <laughs> I don't want to listen to it. So I'm asking, like, do you interact with people on there a lot or no? Um, I'll comment back to people, yeah. Um, it's interesting because the content that people like on there is definitely different than the content 
that people like on Instagram. There's just different demographics. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just, uh, things I put on TikTok are different than things I put on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, but don't follow me on TikTok, you should uh, check that out. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's weird how it all, it's just strange the things that do go and don't go and do work and don't work. Like now, like Mm -hmm. we post on LinkedIn a lot, Mm -hmm. which is really weird because, but we worked in people who are in the LinkedIn crowd. So we share fitness content there. It's all weird. I, I don't do the, um, the OnlyFans. A lot of people on OnlyFans these on days. I'm not on OnlyFans. That seems like really on. creepy. That's like p- kind of porn <laughs> shit, right? I think it is. It's weird. Because BJ was like, what about OnlyFans? I'm like, I don't do that, bro. Is he on? I don't know if he is, but did he text? I'm trying to, I don't want to say anything public. I love BJ. He's the best. None of us would be here without him. Um, but I swear like he's like some guy wanted to buy his used pair of his shorts. Like not underwear because we've had the underwear conversation before, <laughs> which that's gross. But I think he was like some guy wanted to buy a pair of his shorts that he just worked out in for like fifteen hundred bucks. Wow. And I think he was like out to sell them, which I don't really have a problem with that. I guess I don't want to do that because I feel like it gives them one more step to like be extra creepy towards you. Mm-hmm. But I do see a lot of like fitness people doing like this only fan shit, which I feel is like kind of like soft porn, which is really fucking gross. Uh, I don't know anything about OnlyFans. Yeah, I've heard a lot. I've seen people like, hey, I'm like, nah, dude. I'm like, I'm just an old married fitness dude. Like, I have no interest in any of this crazy <laughs> stuff. But I've seen a lot of it out there. The world's been weird for us. But it's been great for you and for me. Uh, we can't great. complain. Mm-mm, not at all. And then my uh, my whole journey with my uh, surgery and everything is all on YouTube, too. I've been posting videos about that. When it, how, how early did you start filming that stuff? My... Uh, like, what day were you like, you know what? Well, because... BJ and I always talk about the nightmare experiences of life yeah. and like, Hey, this sucks. And 2020 sucked. And I fucking hated it. If mm-hmm. I'm being honest, mm-hmm. like, cause it just wasn't happy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we filmed and recorded so much stuff. Yeah. So like when you're in the hospital, like you wake up and you're like, well, this is content. I mean, yeah. When I woke up from surgery, I, I took a photo. Um, I videoed me walking for the first time. I videoed when I, um, when I had to ha- take my little like IV thing with me through my walks. So I, I started recording that stuff. Yeah. Right away. And so you put it like into one big YouTube video. I'm putting out series of them. So I have, um, I have a YouTube video of just the story of what happened. My first day back of doing, um, just the basic exercises laying on the ground. I was able to do like glute bridges, just obviously with no weight. I used a band, the chest press with the five pounds. And then um, I just released uh, a few days ago my uh, core one when I was able to do core again, the bracing. Nice, dude. And that's helpful for people, too, to see you not be this freak show. Like, and I don't mean that negatively. I just mean, like, mm-hmm. you're super fit. And they're used to seeing you do all this crazy shit that they can't do. And now it's like, oh, wow, she's doing what a 90-year-old grandma does. Mm-hmm. It just it, it humanizes you to a yeah. level that I don't think most people have probably seen before. Yeah. yeah. But injuries happen. They do. And that's the thing, too. With I mean, you can work out and be fit and eat healthy and a freak accident like this can happen. It's not going to prevent a freak. Act. I mean, you can get in a car accident and you can break your leg or you can do any of these things that have nothing to do with your actual workout. But if you take care of yourself leading up to that, the recovery is going to be so much better. And that's the key, man. It's like yeah. people don't, if a zombie apocalypse came, we'd be the ones who are going to make it <laughs> because we're the fittest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the crazy thing. Like just 
you can't prevent everything, but if something does happen, if you can put yourself in a position to recover fast enough, you've built a strong base, you're eating right, you know what to do. And again, I'm sure when it happened, you did as much research as you could right off the bat, like, okay, what does this look like? How long is it going to take me? What am I going to do? And then obviously you set your own goals inside of that. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty badass. Um, so yes, you guys, um, I'll put all of Alexia's handles in the show notes. We'll pop up this on Instagram. It will be on the newsletter, um, sometime next week for all of you guys there. Um, that's dope, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you came me. in. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you guys happen to be on, uh, your iPhone, uh, go to the podcast app, scroll all the way down, drop it a five star, leave a comment. If you got a question for Alexia, obviously you can shoot her a message. But it's going to be about a thousand deep, so she's probably not going to see it. So if you want to send it to me, maybe we can forward it along as long as it is something that she can help you with. So I appreciate you, dude. As always, I'm yeah, glad thank you. Thank you so much I'm, for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're back, man. Me and, uh, too. Back in the glad real I'm world. Alive. I know it's nice to kind of get back to normal here too. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, as the year goes on, we can keep doing fun shit. Absolutely. Appreciate you as always. Um, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.